Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Hi, thanks for joining us today, talking to leaders in engineering today. And I'm very excited to welcome Carlene Thomas, who is uh, with American Council of Engineering Companies of Colorado, or we call them ACEC. So welcome, Carlene, today. Thanks. Happy to be here. Great. Uh, we've been partners. Our organizations have been partners for, I believe, several years, ACEC and Colorado Business Roundtable. And I've always found it so interesting to learn more about engineers and what they contribute to the economy in Colorado and specifically your organization and how they provide a voice for companies such as yours. And I'm going to um, hear a little bit more about uh, Carlene. She's the president of ACEC and principal at Pinion Environmental. And she's going to discuss today ACEC's new strategic plan and goals for 2020 all the way to 2022. Uh, Carlene has been an active member of ACEC Colorado for 13 years, having served on many boards and committees before leading the board of directors as president this current year. So welcome, Carlene. Um, before we jump into all the details, tell, tell me a little bit more about you, how you came to Colorado, how you got uh, to be in the engineering field, and a little bit about your involvement with ACEC. Yeah, I kind of have a, a unique entry into the consulting engineering profession. Um, I'm actually a mechanical engineer by training and uh, started my career at Xerox designing copiers and uh, was getting my master's degree. And I had a professor that uh, did work in environmental water quality and I did my thesis in water quality. And that really opened up a whole new world of engineering to me. And so I was looking for something. Um, I was expecting my first daughter. And I was looking for something that had a little bit more flexibility, and consulting engineering gave me that opportunity. And so that was about 28 years ago, and never looked back, and been working in the environmental engineering field, field since then. And I always find it so interesting, especially when I meet women leaders who are in non-traditional women fields, like engineering. And I spent some time in oil and gas, for example, and you know, it was so fun to see women exploring STEM fields. How did you get interested in engineering initially as a young woman? It's kind of a funny story because um, my senior year of high school, I decided not to take calculus because I decided I would never need math again. And uh, I took my first programming class. And this was way back when we had, you know, the old Apple IIs and um, had this really cute teacher and kind of got <laughs> invented in computer programming. And uh, so I went went into computer science um, initially and decided that sitting in front of the screen all day wasn't really for me. And and so, you know, I went into a more social field, which was engineering, little joke there, but um, that's kind of how I got started in it. So, you know, the computer side of it really interested me, ended up in engineering, mechanical, and then moved into environmental, which I really enjoyed. Nice. What led you to Colorado? I kind of, as a kid, I grew up all over. Um, we lived overseas for a while, and then I ended up moving back here in middle school and went to school in Fort Collins, and then um, went out of state for college and um, went to New York to work for Xerox. And then um, my husband and I were just looking for every opportunity to get back to Colorado where the sun shines almost every day. So love Absolutely. Colorado, and uh, I'm never moving. <laughs> I think there's a lot of native by choice people who've moved here and realize it's such a good such a good place to live, work, raise a family, 
you know, enjoy the outdoors, you know, so much to offer. And I, I moved here after college and I laugh about your story because I thought, oh my gosh, I have to take a year of accounting to get a business degree. And I thought I'll never use that. And, uh, turns out I actually have to know accounting now. Right. And then, so, Great. well, tell us a little bit about, uh, ACEC and the strategic plan that you all have put in place to really position yourself for the future. Not only has 2020 been a time of great disruption and change, but sometimes with change comes opportunity. So it sounds like you're leaning in and trying to be very strategic about the organization going forward. And then uh, we'll go ahead and show the slide if you want to jump in on some of the planning that you put into place. ACEC is a a great association. Um, So not only do we deal with the engineering side of things, we really deal with the business of engineering. That is really helpful for for those of us that are trying to run businesses and um, get new work and position um, for new projects coming up. And in November of last year, we brought in um, a strategic planner to help us revise and revamp our strategic plan. Um, unbeknownst to us that 2020 would completely, um, I'm trying to think of a nice word, go awry in, in, in the pandemic. That's um, probably too nice of a word, right? It's been, yeah, total chaos. I, I, I laugh. I think, well, if it weren't for the global pandemic and the economic destruction, we'd all be fine. Right, right. Those two exactly. things have really been a problem. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we worked on making the, the plan more usable and focusing on a benefit to our members, on how best to help our members be successful. Um, so really we had a longer, more complicated mission statement, and we uh, revised that to state our mission statement is to advance a business environment that helps consulting engineering firms thrive. And that's really the goal around everything that we do at ACC. And then under that, we've come up with five separate goals. Um, the first is advocacy. Before I became a member of ACEC, I didn't really understand politics, nor did I really have a desire to understand politics. But ACEC is so beneficial for engineering businesses because they're our voice. So that allows the rest of us that are just you know, keeping our heads down and trying to get our work done and get our projects done for our clients. It allows them to be an advocate for us. And they're always looking at legislation, that um, are either pro-business or anti-business. And um, then we'll take a position on that. There's a very active government affairs and legislative committee. And so we look at any um, ballot initiative, any bill um, or amendment that comes through to see if it, how it would impact our members. And that's how we, we take a stand on those, is really how they impact our members. And Carlene, I think this is a way where we've really leaned in to our relationship with ACEC because we're, we call ourselves unapologetically pro-business, right. which means we do that same kind of evaluation and also coordinate with, with your folks on how do we create a business environment that really unleashes the power of business, um, to thrive and better people's lives ultimately. So I really like that advocacy piece. Yeah, and, and we love the um, relationships that we've made in the business, um, you know, specifically with the Colorado Business Roundtable and with others um, that are in the industry, so we all have a common goal, and it makes us more powerful. And then uh, the second goal is professional connections, and for me, this is a huge one. You know, as, as an extrovert, I am uh, slowly dying on the vine in this COVID world, um, missing all those in-person meetings, but... You know, I have to really congratulate the staff at ACEC because they have really shifted and changed quickly. 
and uh, we have moved from you know primarily in-person meetings and on-site meetings and conferences to a completely virtual platform and we started right off at the beginning of COVID with some digital firesides with our members and really we just had some online conversations with them about things that were happening in the business how COVID was impacting them what kind of worries they had you know anywhere from the PPP plant and starting to open up their offices and and the surprising benefit of the online platform is that it's been really easy to reach our um, members that are on the western slope or southern Colorado or northern Colorado that would normally have to drive into a meeting in Denver. So we've got really great participation on that. And are you sensing just a follow-up question on that? I, I think about you called yourself an extrovert as an engineer, which is so interesting. I've kind of thought of myself lately as an extreme extrovert, so I can relate. You know, it's so... It, Zoom helps a little. It's a little bit better than a conference call, but that in-person connection is just so missing from what we have right now in the professional context. Do you feel like for your strategic plan, you're really looking at more of a hybrid approach then? Like, how do you take the benefits of some of the Zoom meetings that have allowed you to maybe reach people outside the Denver metro area differently and then combine that with hopefully, hopefully in-person meetings looking forward as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that, that that will be the plan moving forward, you know, hopefully soon that we'll get back to normal. Um, because the networking that happens in an in-person meeting on, you know, coffee breaks or before or after meeting or at a conference, um, you know, I personally have not figured out how to replace those really valuable relationships, you know, and, and at the ACC um, events, it's those relationships that, you know, I think, okay, I'm having a problem with this business issue and I was talking to so-and-so about it. Those are the things that have really empowered me as a professional um, is, is those connections. So we'll move on to the uh, kind of mush the third and fourth goals together, firm success and public value. And we really want to provide the resources and opportunities to support firm and career success for individuals and firms and demonstrate and communicate the value engineering brings to society. If we go back about a year ago, the thing that we were talking about the most was workforce and how hard it was to find engineers, um, especially at a mid-level, um, because we lost a lot of engineers in the last recession. And, and we were just having a really hard time finding enough engineers. So, you know, we really want to focus moving forward on under, underrepresented populations to increase diversity in engineering and specifically in consultant engineering. And we also want to publicize to the public what engineers do. I think over the years, we've kind of lost that. And the only time engineers get um, press is when something goes wrong or something breaks. And so we really want to um, applaud and engineers aren't super good about applauding their accomplishments, what we can do to help solve issues. I like to look at them as, you know, there's some, there's hard, soft and messy problems and, and hard problems are the problems that engineers are great at. You know, we can build bridges, we can build a new road, um, but messy problems have a social interaction that make them really difficult, just like this pandemic. You know, there's, there's so much interaction and so it's impacted so many people's lives. How do engineers um, understand the social impacts and the engineering impacts to, you know, to come together and bring the people that can help us to become a collaboration to solve those problems. That's my hope for the future. Yeah, and that's a really good point about engineers being sort of the behind the scenes 
heroes of infrastructure, so to speak. You know, they're the ones who build and design and execute, but yet, you know, nobody really knows perhaps what engineering team or what company was behind some of those big projects. Yeah. For all the different pieces and collaboration that has to go into any given project. Yeah, absolutely. I think about my mom as a quilter, and on every quilt she makes, she puts the design name and her name and the date, and she kind of owns that piece of art, so to speak. It's too bad we don't have that on bridges. Like, here's, you know, here's the little piece on every everything that's designed, you know, and how do engineers get some accolades for all the good work that they do in our community? That would be super fun. Or get, you know, put your handprint in the bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll start a new thing. Right. Who knows? You know, a new campaign. I think there was one like a uh, hug a hunter campaign or hug a fisher. <laughs> I can't remember what it was that was so interesting. You know, how do we um, shine some light on engineers? Well, hopefully we're doing that today as well. Yeah. But what do you, what do you feel like um, the greatest value that engineers bring to our community, particularly doing during this pandemic? Yeah. I- that the greatest value is that engineers are problem solvers. So, you know, as we as we move into whether, you know, at the beginning we were looking at HVAC systems and, you know, how do we make it safer um, for people that are critical, um, uh, essential personnel to, to be safe. Um, to, um, you know, engineers were looking at ventilators and how to make those for hundreds of dollars versus thousands of dollars. And so I think that's where engineers really have the value of solving those problems. And, and like I said before, the thing we need to get better is to, uh, is to understand the social implications of solving those problems. And, and I think a lot of that is bringing people in that have knowledge in, you know, this, this social world and social scientists or, or whatever it is. And, and creating a collaboration. And so I think it's really important, you know, we always make jokes about engineers being introverts or extroverts. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to work on those um, soft skills for the future. Because in the future, we may have artificial intelligence that, you know, you just plug some things in and it designs the bridge for you. So where does that leave engineers? Um, you know, other than, you know, back checking and quality check, you know, so I think that's where the value lies. Yeah, that's so critical. And some of the work we've done with Colorado Business Roundtable, particularly in light of COVID uh, response, you know, the economic response, too, has been to bring in private sector partners who can weigh in on those tricky issues, Carlene. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about potential infrastructure investments in Colorado as a way to provide extra stimulus. And wouldn't it be silly not to involve actual engineers and actual people with expertise? They need to be at the table having these conversations on how these things work. So part of our push is really, as we work with the governor's office or with the congressional delegation, how do we provide those private sector voices from from ACEC and engineers like you who can not only provide some pragmatic solutions, but some outside the box thinking as well in in terms of future forward infrastructure? And we, we love that, that you're an advocate for us as engineers. Um, you know, we're always pushing to get more and more engineers involved in public policy. You know, it's kind of a hard, uh, hard push. You know, we as engineers in general like to do our work and check it off our list and move on. So, um, politics is one of those messy areas that a lot of us don't like to get involved in. <laughs> it is. I mean, and it keeps getting messier for sure, but. Probably a time to lean in even more, and at least you've got, um, you know, such a great organization to help do a lot of that leaning for you. So that help, that's helpful. Yeah. 
and so much knowledge from the staff from ACE to guide us. It's a huge benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what advice would you have? We talked a little bit about your career and how you chose engineering as a field. What advice would you have for people looking to enter the consulting engineering industry? And in particular, folks, you know, I think right now with COVID, there's sort of this disruption in the workforce arena, too. You know, how do people maybe retool their skills who are already in the workforce to consider engineering and or young people who are still like in this uh, just right in the mode of where they need to make some decisions? Right. I was thinking about this a lot. And I, and I think the advantage to consulting engineering is the flexibility and the variability of the work that we do. Um, and, and the one thing that's kept me engaged over this last almost three decades, is the work we do with the clients. So, you know, when I was back at at Xerox, you know, I designed this little part of the copier and I just, that's what I did, go off and do that. And and here we can meet with our clients, we can understand their needs and um, understand what they want, what their goals are. And that's, for me, is what makes consulting engineering so interesting. And again, I'm going to go back to those soft skills. I think those are the skills that engineers really need to work on. And that's going to what's really going to set them apart from a career path is if they have those skills to take and talk to people and understand their point of view and then in turn develop, you know, technical designs or whatever it is that reflect those desires of of those clients. Some of our biggest competition for new engineers coming out of school are the the Googles and the Apple, you know, and and the Facebook where they're hired for a company and they're doing all that work really for a company, whereas the company has a client. How do I explain that? But they're, but they're working to develop products for that company. Um, and in consulting engineer, so if you were an engineer at Google, maybe CDOT or the city county Denver cannot um, have those engineers on staff. So they can't um, have uh, a large staff of engineers. Uh, because their work may come and go. You know, you may have an infrastructure package or a road or a, a building that needs to be built in 2021, but in 2022, you don't have as much or something like that. So consulting engineers come in and do that work for that client. And so our work is really on a project by project basis, which, you know, makes business development really critical because that's how we get our work. Does that make sense? At all? Yeah, it totally makes okay. sense versus a corporate kind of a corporate person who's in for one corporation versus um, consultants who are project-based or maybe on retainer for a specific period of time. So yeah, that makes total sense. Well, tell me, um, what has been the most rewarding aspect for you working with ACEC? Sounds like you've been involved with um, the organization for a long period of time. And of course, now as president of the board, Uh, tell me, tell me what's been the most rewarding piece of that. So the most rewarding piece for me is the connections and the friends and the the networks that I've created. Um, You know, to know that if I have an issue or, you know, just need somebody to talk to about about something, a problem that I'm having, um, you know, I have this whole network of ACC members now that I can go and talk to. Um, I think for me, that's been the most critical, obviously, as an extrovert. Um, I look forward and we can all meet together in all the same room. That's really the benefit. Um, and, and the major benefit for me personally is it has really helped in my transition from 
you know, I'm just a project engineer, I'm just working on this project to now a business owner. Um, and how do I run a business? And what are the things that impacts my business? Or how do I deal with this issue? You know, from ACC has help with HR and accounting, and, and, and there's always somewhere to turn in ACC for help. So I love that that piece of ACEC really has helped you create stronger relationships, which certainly help your business become more effective and how you help other businesses in that space become more effective too. And it sounds like it's really helped you overcome that challenge of feeling like you're just an isolated company. Is that what you're, what you're seeing is one of the, the greatest benefits as well? The CEO of our company was um, president thinking maybe 2012. A while ago, and um, you know, we've really grown, and ACC has really helped us with that. You know, to become kind of not a giant, but somebody in the environmental area where we're well known, and ACC has really contributed to that. That's great. And what are you most? Uh, I I don't know about you. I I feel like I'm sensing some optimism in the business community at large in the sense that Colorado is already so economically well-positioned before COVID. We're a very vibrant state. We've got really good economic opportunities. Uh, you know, we've come through a tough period of time, but I sense from the business community, there's a real sense of optimism looking into 2020 and 2022. And especially with what you've just shared on your strategic plan for those years, do you feel like ACEC and your company are feeling some optimism moving towards the future at this point? Um, from a company standpoint, we're cautiously optimistic. You know, in the engineering industry, we tend to lag behind some economic downturns as you know, budgets um, get cut and those type of things. Um, but we've seen a real push from our clients to keep things moving, and that makes us very optimistic for the future. I mean, there's there's a real dedication in Colorado to um, you know the environment and to making Colorado a great place to live and work. And so that that does definitely make us optimistic. That's great. It's always a nice note to end on. I don't know that yeah. we would have thought that four months ago. But uh, right. well, if folks want to learn, uh, perhaps there's some engineering companies on this uh, listening in. Uh, how would how would folks like that or people in the broader based business community learn more? What's the website? So the website is acec-co.org. And our strategic plan is on there. A lot of educational content is on there also. Perfect. Well, Carlene, so fun to get to know you today and to learn more about ACEC, the strategic plan, and in particular, your career and how you're making a difference as the board chair for ACEC. And uh, appreciate your time so much today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, this has been a, an event for Colorado Business Roundtable to learn a little bit more about our partner, ACEC. Thanks for joining. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose. 